They are two of the more notable running backs in the league, but their markets are incredibly quiet. That's the focus of today's TBN Daily. And welcome into the Wednesday edition of the TDN Daily Podcast. Chris Huber back with you here once again on the show. Hope everybody's having a great start to their Wednesday. A fun show here for you today as we talk about two running backs whose names are circulating uh, in the uh, news mill, in the rumor mill. One available via free agency, one available via trade. There are similarities between these players. There are differences between these players. But there is one thing that we can say about both of these players is it is very quiet when it comes to other teams being interested in both of these players, and I am fascinated uh, by this position, the running back position, these two guys in particular, and what this says about where the league is at large. So a fun show here today for you, diving deep into that, and I guess we will start by naming these two players, and I'm sure you could probably guess the two players that I'm referencing, but if you haven't, if you've gotten to this point in the show and you're like, Chris, what are the two running backs that we're talking about here on the show today? Well, we've got one available via free agency. That would be Ezekiel Elliott of the Dallas Cowboys, and then we have another running back that is available via trade, and that would be Austin Eckler of the Los Angeles Chargers, who has requested a trade, is seeking permission to be able to speak with other teams, and he has said that, listen, he doesn't foresee, there's no ill will against the Los Angeles Chargers, He's not against returning to the Los Angeles Chargers if the situation uh, dictates it, if they can come to agreement on a contract, but that he feels that he is underpaid. He feels like he deserves more money and that he wants to be able to seek those opportunities to be able to go uh, and see someplace else. So that's the first major difference between these two players, right? One, you can just sign via free agency. You just have to shell out dollars. The other, you'd have to call up the Los Angeles Chargers and work out a deal with Tom Telesco uh, and agree on the compensation. And then you bring Austin Eckler in the building and then you have to give him a, a new deal more than likely if you were going to make that trade. So that's the first big distinction here. But I'm looking at two guys who over, you know, I mean, Zeke in his career, I guess we'll start with him. I have both of their stats up here. got multiple screens going to be able to make this, uh, do this show and, and make these comparisons here. But if you look at Zeke, I think obviously everybody looks at two of those first three seasons that he had in Dallas, right? The 1,600 yards as a rookie in 2016, the 1,434 yards he had in 2018, two years later, uh, and he never really reached that again. Did have 1,357 yards in 2019, but everyone's going to talk about the contract and the money that Dallas shelled out to pay Ezekiel Elliott to keep him there, and that he never really lived up to those first two seasons. And and you would be you would be correct, right? You would you would be 100% accurate in that in that assertion. But I'm here to tell you, in 2021. You're looking at a 1,000-yard rusher who got in the end zone 10 times. This past year, guy who played in 15 games, started in 14 of them, 876 yards on the ground, got in the end zone 12 times. This is still a productive running back in this league. 1,800 yards over the last two seasons. That averages out to about 900 yards a season. That is a solid running back in this league that can provide you a a a, a bell cow in some ways, a complimentary piece if that's how you want to use him, and you saw the way Dallas used him with Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott having their specific roles, and it worked pretty well. They had a good offense when those two guys were humming and and on the same page and both on the field at the same time, both healthy and available for the Dallas Cowboys. So, again, the contract that he signed, no, that's not the production that you're expecting. But for now, a team looking at a guy in free agency, 
you were looking at a guy that's 27 years old right now, hasn't turned 28. Oh, by the way, Austin Eckler, we're going to talk about here in a second. He's also 27, hasn't turned 28 just yet. So that's both of these guys the same age. We're looking at two players in the same vein, right? Uh, Ezekiel Elliott came into the league in 2016. Austin Eckler just a year later in 2017, right? So they have been around for basically the same amount of time. They're the same age player. They are two of the more notable backs in this league. I mean, we talk about Zeke. Austin Eckler, a guy who in the last two seasons, 915 yards and 911 yards on the ground each in back-to-back seasons. But we'll get to Eckler here in a second. Just want to focus on Zeke right now because he's the guy that you can call up and try to sign today. This is a guy that can still be a productive member of your of your team, and he's only 27. Now, we know running backs, and we know the tread that's on the tires. He's had almost 1,900 carries in his career, and so I get that. But, but look at this. In 2016, which was his rookie year, he carried the ball 322 times. That other great year that he had, the 1,434 yards in 2018, carried the ball 304 times. The last two seasons, 231, 237. So the workload has gone backwards because there's been another piece in the offense. So if you bring in Zeke to be a complimentary piece to your offense and a guy that can still carry a decent to, to I would say, large-size workload, I still think you're getting a productive player that's probably got two or three more years of being able to give you that production. Running backs on the other side of 30, I would kind of potentially start to worry about their longevity. But you're telling me that Zeke, over the next season or two, can't give you similar production to what he's done over the last two seasons? No, I think he can do that. But we're not hearing a lot of phone calls. We're not hearing a lot of rumors about teams that could potentially be interested in Zeke services. And I got to tell you, there's no la- I mean, there are teams that absolutely need running backs. You don't think the Baltimore Ravens would love to have another running back in their system that would be able to help Lamar or whoever the next quarterback is going to be? You don't think that's you don't think that's a big deal? You don't think if the Chargers move on from Austin Eckler that they might not be interested in a Ezekiel Elliott? You don't think that a team like the Buffalo Bills, and we talk about them all the time, we talk about their running game. You don't think they would be interested in in having another running back in that in that room in that building? You don't think the Chicago Bears, who maybe just lost David Montgomery, might not be interested in having another running back in their building. I mean, these are just all teams. Tampa Bay, they got rid of Leonard Fournette. I know they like Rashad White, but you don't think Zeke could be a good complimentary piece there? I mean, there are a countless number of teams that I think could fit this mold of teams that would be interested in adding Zeke as a complimentary piece. Yet... We're not hearing a lot of momentum in that regard. And I think I have the reason why, but we'll get to that here in a second because I want to talk about Austin Eckler. Austin Eckler, a different player than Ezekiel Elliott. Over the last two seasons, 915 yards this past year, 911 yards the uh, the year prior. These are the two big bursts for him in terms of getting a, a bigger workload and, and him showing uh, what he can do with that bigger workload. 13 touchdowns this year, 12 touchdowns last year. That's on the ground. Oh, by the way, he added 722 yards in receiving with five touchdowns. And in 2021, 647 receiving yards and eight touchdowns. So you're looking at, over the last two seasons, in all-purpose yards, a 1,500 yard a year player all purpose helps you in the passing game can also help you in the running game and over the last two seasons he had 18 touchdowns total last year and 20 touchdowns total in 2021 so a nose for the end zone we've got a guy that can provide me help in the passing game and can be can be a top tier rusher i think he was top 20 in rushing a year ago so this is a guy again at 27 i feel pretty good i got two or three years of 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 a window here where this guy can still be productive for me and kind of add something that Zeke doesn't add in terms of, hey, he's a he's a better receiver. He can add stuff to my passing game. And again, the more skills you have, the more tools that you can offer to a team, the more valuable you're going to be. So we've got two 27-year-old running backs who are still putting in decent to good to above average performance at the position. 
they have two different skill sets. You would have to acquire them in two different ways. Yet it's pretty quiet on their markets. Now, again, I can understand why it's going to be tougher to get Austin Eckler. You got to make a phone call, you got to agree on compensation, then you got to agree on a contract. There are more hoops to jump through, but I would take Austin Eckler on my team. I'd take Ezekiel Elliott on my team. Those guys can help my team win. And again, in the case of Zeke, you are not going to have to pay him what he got paid on his last contract. So don't you don't have to look at that. You don't have to worry about the situation that Dallas found themselves in, right? Where they kind of maybe overpaid a little bit, didn't get the production that matched the overpay, and they reached a point where, hey, we got to move on because this contract's not helping us. Well, now, clean slate, you're going to get him at good market value if you're a team that's going to acquire Ezekiel Elliott, and now you can get him in and the production's going to match what that value should be. But I think I understand why teams maybe aren't so eager to go headfirst into calling up the Chargers to trade for Austin Eckler or calling up Ezekiel Ezekiel Elliott's agent and having that conversation. Now, I'm sure those conversations are happening. I'm not here to say that that no one's called about either of these guys. Those conversations probably have had happen. But do you feel the buzz around those guys like we've felt around some other players this offseason? No, it's been relatively quiet in that regard. Right, we're having more conversations about where Jerry Judy might end up next season rather than talking about these two guys. And I think I know why. There is a it's a couple of things. The running back group in this year's draft class, I think, is going to give some general managers and some front offices pause about allocating dollars to a running back, or in the case of Austin Eckler, allocating dollars and trading draft capital when you can just invest draft capital into that position if you want to go down that road. And oh, by the way, the Chargers just did that a year ago when they got Isaiah Spiller. And you now have a draft class that has B. John Robinson, that has Jameer Gibbs, that has Zach Charbonnet, that has Devon A. Chain, uh, that has Tajay Spears. And the list goes on and on and on of, of running backs in this draft class that could fit. Kendra Miller is one of, one of my personal favorites, but there are a whole host of names that I haven't even mentioned that would fit in this Kenny McIntosh is another name that I think fits into what what I'm talking about here. And so because you have so many different names and different players at the position that teams might like, they might feel, well, let's get a running back in that's younger on a cheaper contract that potentially can provide a similar skill set to the ones that we would be looking for out of an Ezekiel Elliott or in the case of an Austin Eckler, that type of skill set. And that's the direction that we'll go. And in a class that is loaded, where I think you're going to get value on day one at the running back position, I think you're going to get value on day two at the running back position, and I think you're going to get value on day three of the draft at the running back position, teams might feel, let's use those dollars elsewhere. Let's use those dollars focusing our attention on other needs that we have. And this goes to a larger conversation about the devaluation of the running back position and how teams truly feel this way. Because I think teams look up and they say Isaiah Pacheco in the Super Bowl uh, doing wonders for the Kansas City Chiefs, and saying, why do I got to spend money on Ezekiel Elliott? Why why do I got to trade and then spend money on Austin Eckler when I can just find those guys in the draft? I mean, again, not comparing all these players to the, the names I'm going to mention, but Derrick Henry wasn't a first-round draft selection. Brees Hall, who was probably going to be the Offensive Rookie of the Year last year if he didn't get hurt, was a second-round draft selection from the New York Jets. I mean, we could do this all day. Alvin Kamara, not a first-round draft selection. And so you have countless number of examples. Now, I think Bijan Robinson is in a class of his own, and I'm not going to let those names that I just mentioned and the fact that I can get value elsewhere stop me from drafting B. John Robinson. I think this is a type of player you talk about when we talk about Saquon Barkley, when we talk about Ezekiel Elliott when he was coming out, when we talk about a Christian McCaffrey, right? Those are some of the names that we would invoke when talking about high-caliber first-round running backs. B. John Robinson, I think, fits right in with those guys. It's probably better than some of those guys when those guys came out in the draft process. 
So again, that's not to say don't draft a running back. Don't draft a running back high in the case of Ezra Robinson. But I think teams will look at the, we talked about this when we talked about the Detroit Lions earlier in the week, asset management, asset allocation. Teams are going to look at it and say, I would rather use a day two or day three draft pick on a running back because I, I feel like there's a better chance I can get somebody that can provide that same skill set that I'd be looking for in free agency. And I can save the dollars. I can get a younger player. I don't have to spend money in free agency. And now that money can be allocated elsewhere where if I need a corner, I can get some corner depth. If I need to get a swing tackle, I can go get somebody like that. I need to get a backup quarterback. I've got that money. Again, it frees up your money to do other things with it. So when we talk about team building, when we talk about asset management, when we talk about roster construction, these are some of the things that are important. And so I think what we're seeing is that running back position slowly over time, this is not a new thing. We've been talking about this for years, but we are slowly seeing that teams are finding different ways to address that position, to address that need. And and this is the culmination of that. You have a really good draft class of running backs where there's value on all three days, and you've got two running backs who were particularly good last season. I'm, I'm going to do the thing, everybody, so stand by because I'm going to look in real time at something. So I'm looking up something here. I want to I see where Ezekiel Elliott and Austin Eckler ended up uh, in terms of rushing yards a year ago. How were they still relevant in the league? I think they were. I mean, these are some of the more notable names. Obviously, in your fantasy leagues, the, these are guys that you're going to hear be talked about, specifically Austin Eckler if you're in a PPR league with what he adds to you uh, from a passing perspective. But Ezekiel Elliott last year was 10th in carries. So j we'll just look at it from this perspective. He was 10th in carries. Austin Eckler was 20th in carries. So just in carries, you're looking at two of the top 20 backs in the league. From yards last year, Austin Eckler was 18th. Ezekiel Elliott was 22nd. Okay, these are still relevant names in the league. These are still players that can help you. And so I'm just surprised that there isn't this momentum. But I think when we look at it from the bigger picture, you can get to a place of understanding as to why we're here. There's dollars that are allocated with these guys. You've got a really good draft class. And teams are now showing a willingness to use their draft capital on running backs in the later days because they are seeing they are reaping those rewards. They are getting younger, cheaper players at a position that is deemed a... a luxury in a lot of ways, right? This is the criticism that if you mock the Eagles' B. John Robinson, oh, Howie Roseman doesn't do that. He, running back's a luxury. You don't have to draft a running back in the first round. These are the conversations that you have. But I'm fascinated that there hasn't been more movement. Are these guys going to be playing next season? Absolutely. Is Austin Eckler going to be playing with the Chargers? Who knows if he's playing the Chargers someplace else. Is Ezekiel Elliott going to sign somewhere? Yes, absolutely. Somebody is going to take a chance on Ezekiel Elliott because, again, I think in a one- or two-year window, he is still going to be able to give you similar production. And, again, these are not – these are running backs towards the, the older side when we look at the league. But Derrick Henry at 28 was second in the league in rushing last year. Nick Chubb was 27, was third in the league in rushing. Dalvin Cook at 27, sixth in the league in rushing. So even though these guys are older, they can still be some of the top half of the league running backs. And so I think that is what you were going to see. You were going to see these two guys go to their teams on good deals, or wherever the case may be, specifically in Zeke's case. I think whatever team signs Zeke is going to get him at a decent price, and he's going to be able to provide value uh, for that team. So, surprised that the, there's not more talk about these guys, but again, you, you, you zoom out, you take a 10,000-foot view, I think with this position and spe specifically, you can very easily see uh, why that is the case. Appreciate you uh, joining us here on the show today and the show's all week long, having a very fun week on the podcast. Uh, my message to you guys, we are greatly appreciate you rating, reviewing, subscribing, sharing the show with friends, family, loved ones. Uh, the show has seen an incredible amount of support. Uh, the momentum is really building on the show, and again, we've got some really cool things in the works uh, for the video side of things. 
uh, and this show might be a little bit longer moving forward. Again, I'll tease throughout the week here what we're working on, but uh, maybe a bit of a longer show, more interactive show, uh, and a video version of the show as well. So if you can't put it all together, what could potentially be around the corner, uh, I will make the official announcement soon enough once we have everything uh, kind of squared away. But it should be a lot of fun, and I can't wait to share that news with you uh, once we have everything lined up behind the scenes from a tech perspective on that. But in the meantime, rating, reviewing, subscribing, it really helps this show grow, uh, and we are having a lot of fun doing it and producing it here uh, over at the TDN Daily staff. So we're having a good time with it. So again, I appreciate everybody doing that. Hope everyone has a great rest of their Wednesday. I will talk to you all tomorrow.